Okay, and welcome to Wrestling. And this week we have, we actually have a topic that's suggested to us by our listener, uh, actually our co-host, Justin. Justin, how are you? Uh, not too bad. How's it going over there? It's going uh, pretty well in Colorado. Uh, but Justin has said for a quite a while that we need to do an episode on wrestling and XPW. Uh, Justin, why? Why? What would make well, a man think that this would be an appropriate episode to to to, to have on this show? <laughs> well, you know what? I kind of have soured on it in the last year or so, just because of like, you know, the resurgence of it. Well, if you will. Yeah, but I th- but, I think um, that adds to it because it gives us more to talk about. But it's just one of those kind of things that you know I used to consume. 20 something years ago when the world was different also the, and, there's some uh, nostalgia there i mean did you watch it on tv yeah, yeah it was that they had a weekly tv show so and i used to watch you it. watch that on a K- lot of the kdoc that, kdoc tv something like that yeah it was on one of those uhf channels uh and you know it was something where i would go to the actual office and buy the tickets when we went oh wow and uh all that and it's something that has not aged well um, not at all way different time Um, not at all yes it it was a very different time and we will talk about that as we've talked about with the attitude era in the past but yeah this was a step beyond that though yes a few quite a few steps beyond (laughs) a long jump it's it's a different world since then but it was uh something that was somewhat relevant here in Southern California and uh, developed some no- notoriety in kind of all of wrestling for a little while uh, until it fizzled out. Kind of an infamous type of uh, mm-hmm. knowledge um, of it. And really the, the, the large scope of the story is, is almost like, you know, wanting to start a West Coast ECW and have it be as cool and... Uh, as as awesome and as influential as that and i feel like we'll get to that where where rob black and you'll hear that name a lot by the way guys rob black uh rob zakari yep. um you'll hear a lot about him and it, it it seems like the goal was just like this dude saw ecw and was like i can do that too and um we'll see how far he went uh to to complete that goal but before we get into all the XPW stuff, all that goodness or badness, uh, you see anything cool lately, or is it just the the uh, your team winning football? Team, yeah, I went to the Chargers Dolphins game. You last went week to that game, old. yeah, and it was a close game too, there. huh? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, now, I took Kenzo, my youngest son. Was it um, mostly Dolphins fans? It was. Jeez, <laughs> it really was. Um, and uh yeah it was crazy and last year i took my older son because they came and played too so i kind of switched off with them there but um yeah so i've been you know it's football season you got tickets so, reasonably or i mean was it stupidly expensive and i got us both in the building for less than 100 that was my goal that's pretty good yeah so i don't know if that's out. possible in denver I'm trying to i don't probably not i don't i don't think i mean the chargers though and the Dolphins, right? Yeah, and the Rams would have been the Charger. The Rams um, probably would have been wouldn't have happened with the Rams. Yeah, the that'd Chargers, be hard. Yeah. 
because the Chargers don't have they have beautiful uniforms. Don't get me wrong and stuff like that, but um, they don't really have the history in LA that the Rams do. Number one, and they just really haven't figured out their whole family. I, f- I feel yet. like even in San Diego, they have not built the history. Uh, well, they they had a fan base there. Um, the fan not, base not was a, notorious. Not, what were they? Because I never think of when I think of like most passionate football well, fans, the Chargers would never go into that. Okay, I, I didn't finish my my thought. They're notorious for selling tickets when the big teams come in town, like I apologize, the Steelers, the um, Patriots, you know. Patriot or any of those like you know teams that travel well like you know I guess to a degree the Dolphins teams that um, have national supporters yeah the Cowboys like anytime the big teams come in Charger fans are known to sell their tickets mm. just to you know to make a little money okay I mean they have some good fans but they played in a really shitty stadium down there yeah and now they was in desperate need of a of an upgrade and now they're they sharing they're the coattails of the rams yeah. Ex- exactly yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay well i mean hey man get get over to a chargers game and be one of the people that wants to see their team cool you know they're cool with that they mm-hmm. will let they will take your money so that that's cool yeah. that you got in there and then another one tonight that leaves the dolphins undefeated in two games right yeah, yeah, they they held on tonight. So cool, cool, good stuff. Playing Denver next week. Oh boy. Well, uh, people know I'm from Colorado. Not a huge football fan, but you know I, mm-hmm. I like to pay attention to the Broncos. But that's pretty much all it's been for years. So <laughs> we'll we'll uh, we'll see what happens. We'll put a friendly bet on it. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Speaking of Denver, um, you know the Rock actually showed up in Denver on Friday for SmackDown at a sold out Ball Arena formerly known as the Pepsi Center. Um, mm. I think that was a cool surprise, man. I wish I would have known about it. He hasn't been on TV since 2019 with WWE. And it's, uh, I thought it was even, was it that whole thing where he came by with the Rusev stuff and all that? Was that it? Backstage? Oh, I yeah. Think so, unless there was a time before that. It must have been because, uh, so he didn't do any pandemic stuff, but yeah, the no. he did the Rusev thing. Where he made fun of Lan- Lana and stuff like that. I thought this he was, was at, better than that, by the way. Since I, you know, we ended our wrestling laps in what 2014. I say The Rock's been on what two or three times. Yeah, and I mean we kind of missed the whole the whole uh, WrestleMania, right? The two WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania 31 or something when he came and had that match with 30, Eric Rowan or something. Was it 30 or 30? Well, I, I'm talking about the one with John or, Cena though. The John Cena match. Oh yeah, yeah, that was like, that was yeah. It was like one of the highest grossing WrestleManias of all time. Um, yeah, we weren't fully. Back no, no, I, I, I didn't even know that was going on to be honest, which is kind of sad. But um, yeah, I mean, he's... I remember watching that Raw and they're like set up the match a year ahead. I was like, a year from now, like, come on. <laughs> you know? And he got injured in both those matches pretty badly too. So the, the Rock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He mm. got fucked up on both those matches. And one of them was that, like, he had to start doing the Hercules movies soon after. So right. the thing I'm hearing now, like, if he wrestles again, like, he's going to have to, like, be have a few months off. Um, right. Well, that's something that's probably prevented. That guy never stops working. So, well, 
Part. You're you're right. Although the I guess the talk was that you know it was it was pretty pretty for certain that it was going to be him and and Roman Reigns and the true tribal chief would yeah. come out. Now I guess plans change, right? Cody threw a whole wrench in the thing, and no, I mean I think it just didn't work out. Like actually, when The Rock was on, you know the the college football thing in boulder yeah a few days before smackdown he said we had it all good to go but i've heard other people say it wasn't as good to go as he said it was though but well okay but i mean whatever they hashed out it didn't work out okay so i don't know if cody came after that or whatever but yeah it could have been a lot of could have been a lot of stuff although it was a pretty pretty good wrestlemania uh this year i mean I, sure. I, I mean, sure, we're going to see The Rock lose to Roman Reigns eventually, maybe. But um, I don't know if that's going to be in Philadelphia or in Nashville. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I could, I'm could. i down for one more Rock match. I mean, fuck it. I mean, here's the thing. They're on strike right now, so he ain't working oh, right now. Oh, that's true. I don't think he, unless he's hosting some kind of reality show or something. That's he's just true. as affected by this as all the other... Yeah, I've you actually know. seen a, whether it was John Cena or him, I think a few of those guys got some shit for that. But maybe I'm wrong. I, as maybe, long as they're not um, promoting their movie, I think is the is the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. They can't. But there's no movies coming out. Okay. Now. Is there? This is gonna. But it's no, gonna be it's... so bad in like a year. Like it's not now. It's a year from now when it's gonna be like no movies come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so it is there's at least the middle of next year or something you know by the holidays next year yeah we will get we're probably back enough. in reality tv netflix is going to have like so a new tiger king and all that shit there's there's probably enough in the in the in the pipeline to hit us till the middle of next year but then after that you're really gonna feel it uh being an uh angelino i guess they are called uh have you seen any uh strikers yeah um it's not for the last month or so. It's really calmed down. But yeah, because like when I drive to work and stuff, I can you know sometimes I, I drive by Netflix and uh, well, we drove you you, know, you drove me by by Paramount, I believe. I think you mm-hmm. drove me. Was is that the one in Beverly Hills or near Beverly Hills? No. What was that one? East. I might be getting things mixed up then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I don't, there's nothing really near, near Beverly Hills. Okay. Oh, Fox Studios, maybe. Fox, maybe it's on Pico. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure outside of Fox and Netflix and Sony, wherever that is, I'm sure that. Uh, yeah, Warner Brothers, Disney. Yeah. Yeah. In Burbank. I wanted to go um, on a tour in Warner Brothers. They want to charge me like a hundred bucks for the VIP. I'm like, come totally. on, bro. Like, like, like you guys make so much money. These tours. I didn't realize they're making cash from the tours too. Come on. Yeah. I want to see yeah, where the so Animaniacs lived. <laughs> so, um there's yeah, there's not a lot going on right now um with the okay. picketing. They kind of calmed down off that. Um they're well, still doing it, I think, but they're just They have certain spots, I think, much. that they, you know, or times they do it for a couple hours a day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, dude. They, we got to write stuff. We're we're not we can't be picketing okay yeah. okay just a interesting question but yeah the rock guy did show up in denver my neck of the woods um i was not ready to go to this show um and so i didn't know the rock was gonna be there 
Cena would not have gotten me there, but The Rock there. If I would have known in advance, I definitely would have gone. Um, and also, the uh, atmosphere looked great. I mean, the pop was huge. And um, it, it was a, unlike... Uh, this one was unlike a lot of his other uh, returns. I feel like this one was was pretty special. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't do a lot. they could theoretically get him for Survivor Series. He's got nothing else to do. Maybe even to the Royal Rumble if they wanted to. Yeah. I don't think he's going to want to do a match in Survivor Series, but, you know, if they could... You can be on a four uh, traditional Survivor, Survivor Series, Series match. Yeah, I, I still wonder, though. Like, if you're going to bring him back, do you want him to tag, or do you really want him to go all the way, you know? I don't know. I think they want numbers right now, so they'll take anything they can get. You know, speaking of The Rock, I watched one of his most famous promos the other day. You know where he does impressions of all the other guys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I actually watched the match af- that that was leading up to, which was a was it a, a hell in a cell between him, the Undertaker, Triple H, um, uh, who else? Rikishi. Do you know the match I'm talking about? And Rikishi gets thrown off the top of the cell into a truck. I don't remember the Rock ever having a hell of a cell, let alone. Was it just a cage match? I think it was hell in a cell. Was it an elimination they, chamber? No, nah, it was hell in a cell because they all like a lot of them Ooh. ended up on top of the cage. Rikishi got thrown off the cage. Vince, it was way, way, way oh. overbooked. And and oh yeah, yeah, Kurt Angle won. Kurt Angle won because okay. someone got you know got a finisher and then he just put his finger on top of them. Do you get what I'm saying? Like in one. Uh, it was yeah. one of the most overbooked matches I've ever seen, but like it was pretty great. So I'll have to mm-hmm. find that one. And uh, like I was like, wow. And Stone Cold was in it. It was like all the biggest way to you should never put all those stars in one match. You know what I mean? That was it was so too much. But it was uh, a Royal Rumble or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember, but I thought I would bring that up. So yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on is is my personal anxiety and paranoia. And I know this is not a counseling session, but, um, you know, I find myself worried, really worried about uh, AEW uh, recently. Mm. They did, like, a 2200 advance for, like, John Moxley's hometown. Um, you know, they... Uh, In Cincinnati? Yeah. They sold half as many tickets as last year so far for the uh, Wrestle Grand Slam. So now they got to do two for ones. And um, is that the um, Russell Glenn? The whole thing? No, was that what the whole Osprey tattoo thing was about? Oh, I don't know about the Osprey tattoo thing. What's that? Mm. I guess he did some. So I don't really understand it, but I guess he did some social media posts where he got a tattoo, and it's like his first tattoo, and it was like the attendance at all in, but it was like not accurate or something like that. I don't know. Oh, because he, he put... No, because, look, I mean, look. I think that was the paid number. The paid paid tickets. Right, right. But whatever. I thought it was... I didn't really understand the whole controversy behind it, but he took it down. Okay, I, I see this now. That's kind of funny. I didn't realize all that stuff. I'm currently in Japan, and I've had no sleep. I'm tired, and I wake up. This is the worst day of my life. Do you know how hard it is for me to get a tattoo? My mom hates them. They announced it to everyone. They announced it was 81,000 people. Now I got this on my arm, Will Ospreay said. <laughs> Dude, okay. That's more funny than anything. That's 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 actually pretty well, funny. We, we always know that Osprey is a bit of a dipshit. So. It's kind of funny. Okay. He's the first one to tell you that, too. 
Yeah, you might want to wait a little bit before getting that tattoo That when all <laughs> wrestling things are considered. Imagine, like, getting all the WWE figures tattooed on your arm. I mean, it's always going to be a lie. But it's wrestling, so. No, but yeah, it's part of it. <laughs> I'm kind of worried about this company. I guess I shouldn't be so much because Edge is probably going to be coming in soon, right? Yeah, me, probably, but I mean, is that... It's not guaranteed. To... No, because... I mean, he's he's not a huge... He's not a huge draw on Raw. Team. Yeah, yeah. I love Edge, but he's not a guy that's going to turn your company around at this age. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I know that they found lightning in a bottle with the Adam Cole thing, and obviously they have they have MJF, who is like, you know, he's MJF. Um, he's a baby face right now. He's a baby face right now. He's, he's doing awesome. Uh... Just he, he reminds me of Cena and The Rock in the sense that he is just one funny motherfucker. I'll tell you, dude. He, he is so funny, just like those guys. But that, that's another thought. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see what Tony Khan does. They are kind of in a rebuilding phase still, even though they just did all in. But it's like, you know, America is the bread and butter. I so. mean, they have a. The, I just don't think they've established any. Outside of MJF, they really haven't created their own stars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, w- there was Cody. I mean, you have Kenny Omega and stuff like that. They didn't obviously create Kenny Omega. Yeah, but he he's only spent a very brief time there yeah. as a top guy. As for his entire career, yes, it's been very brief. Um, I'd say mm-hmm. Hangman Page, yeah. maybe. Kind of. The, the Outside and- of the belt collector. Yeah, but they've never done anything to build him back up again. And I I he, I think Darby Allen is is probably someone who's well put him in a big match then yeah put him in a they're 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 not you know putting these guys at the end of shows and stuff uh, you know Orange Cassidy's another guy I bet you they can get some mainstream appeal with he's so different and stuff and a very likable guy but um, they always put them in the middle of the card yeah yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's a wait and see thing, I guess. I mean, I watched the the beginning of Collision. That was amazing. I think going with Brian Danielson, they're going to have a really great run on Collision until he decides to shudder or if he gets injured, which would suck so bad. But um, I I, I do think like the the Danielson stuff is pretty great. I mean, did you get to see that strap match yet? Oh, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was good. good, and the tag match this this Friday with Ricky was also really good. And they're going to do a uh, Texas Death Match next week on Saturday. Uh, no, their their content has been fine when you're watching. It's just that, like, I don't. Uh, that doesn't uh, make MJ, for even, ratings, though. Yeah, even MJF isn't. I mean, he's been featured, but he's been. He's been paired with somebody, and he's almost been a shadow of his character. I, I don't know lately. if I would say that. I think that, I mean, he well, is playing a baby been, face, right? I mean, it's He different. has been somewhat muted to what he was three or four, you know, six months ago. Yeah, but I do think when, in his baby face form, like, he, he will go hard if, if he feels like he's been threatened. I, or... I just feel like he, they've put everything on the back burner. In the presentation, you know? Uh, what do you mean everything on the back? Can you explain that a little more? Well, okay, so 
outside of the MGF Adam Cole, but when you stick your guy in a tag story, that's not really a mainstream single story. That's like a side story almost. It's like well, yeah, but that, but I mean, look at what happened with the Bloodline. That was tag stuff, and that was the hottest thing on the show until it became personal eventually. Which you know, I think that's going to happen yeah, here. But there was title matches within that outside of Adam Cole. There hasn't been any title matches, right? That that's true. They, they, yeah. Yeah, I they we are getting Samoa Joe going after tag titles together. Well, we're getting Samoa Joe versus MJF uh, at that's cool. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, but yeah, but what does no that draw feels people? Like Samoa Joe is going to win the title. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like and if you cook up an Orange Cassidy to win a couple number one contender tournament and he wins it, and then all of a sudden you speed you have that or um, Darby Allen or somebody, I think that would be. But at the same time, they don't have that. You wish you could just throw Kenny Omega out there to have a title match and sell. Yeah, and I do understand about the back burner thing in the sense that, like, people have been complaining about the women's division for a long time and wondering, like, why doesn't Athena, where is Willow, you know, stuff like that, right. uh, where these other women are being featured. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. And you have a guy that's booking one, two, three, four, four shows, four shows a week. He um, needs help, man. I think anyone that's being laid off by WWE right now, he needs to be interviewing. Whether it's a marketing person or a yeah, you know, he needs to be uh, looking at uh, that list of people and seeing who he he can pick and choose to work for him. Because I just feel like he needs help. Well, I've heard that Danielson is like has become a secondhand man, but at the same time, mm. he's not going to be around forever, and he's a wrestler. I mean. I, I, yeah, but I'm, he needs like a table of three or four people. Yeah, that and I and they, I thought that's I, what Will Washington was kind of supposed to do. Who's that? Will Washington. Who's Will that? Washington was a podcaster that they hired. Um, oh, and what did they hire him as? Like some some role. He was part of Fightful, but his thing is that uh, he's known as having a ridiculously good memory, and he can remember everything. Um, they signed him as a administrative administration coordinator, so basically that means nothing. Um, mm. But he's doing with live events, well, social, creative, PR. Basically, he's an all-around type of guy. I mean, that's the guy we thought William Regal was going to be. Yeah, until he left the company <laughs> after a few months. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I, th I think Will Washington was supposed to be someone who helps with that type of stuff. Um, we'll see, man. I guess we'll just see. We know the pay-per-views are good, but that's that's not enough. So no, I mean, the, I mean, yeah, it's there's just not, um, yeah, it's just lacking. Doesn't feel like there's a main focus, you know. And, and I still, I, I, I still think Dynamite and Collision are two of the best shows a week. Collision is so good, especially the opening. I, I don't know what what era of wrestling this comes from, but like all the wrestlers do their promos in the first like five minutes of the show under this really it intense music. Of, uh, Saturday. It reminds me of those old promos they would do uh, with the Royal Rumble. Like I'm gonna win the Royal Rumble, and they would just do one after another. Yeah, leading up into the old '90s Royal Rumble, and some really cool like intense music in the background. I I love that. Uh, the presentation's great. Um, one of my favorite things to watch every week as far as wrestling, but that just cause I like it, that don't mean shit, you know? I mean, yeah, it's also on Saturday, so 
It's also on Saturday. Although the ratings have not been that bad since college football mm. started again. But wait until we get into, you know, these huge games that everyone watches. And then what? Monday Night Football on... Uh, we're talking NFL, of course. What? It did 22 million views when the Jets played? My God, dude. With the Aaron Rodgers thing, yeah. They did. I, but, I, uh, I just... Just you watch wrestling and you got to remember like, oh, yeah, we're like the fucking 12th most popular sport. <laughs> so now, yeah, I mean, they gave money to football a run in the 90s, but not now. No, not not anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, Raw did did pretty bad um, for what they're used to doing. So football, it's like, you know, you want to know what the cool shit is? Go watch football. That's the cool shit, man. So. Well, and now that there's gambling so heavily in oh, yeah. fantasy football, there's just so many different different avenues avenues to, to, to yeah. now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, truly an American institution. Um so yeah, there's that. Uh WWE is with TKO. I think we'll have more to talk about that when things happen. I don't really have a lot to say at this very minute about Yeah, I mean outside of uh WWE having their you know some people laid off some people uh, in the office i heard there would be more wrestlers today but i didn't hear any news of that um, i heard that they weren't going to do much with wrestlers just yet okay but who knows guy named jamie horowitz uh who was let go um but i mean the thing is is that they the only thing they can't the people they're getting rid of are stuff that Endeavor already offers with marketing people and oh you know, yeah uh, yeah and that's what I know, those figured. kind of things where they're being duplicated within that existing company yeah I don't think there's any pro wrestlers that work for you know UFC that they're just gonna say oh well this guy does that and like of Dolph Ziggler or something that's I don't think they're gonna do that just yet if they're ever gonna <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. I'm just thinking of some random person. That's a but, good example. Um, but if they get rid of wrestlers, that's when they'll probably be in true kind of cost-cutting mode. Yeah, it's going to be weird when you see wrestlers and MMA fighters cut at the same time. Hopefully that never happens. Um, so, yeah, that, that did happen, um, and we'll have more to talk about that as time goes on, or we won't, and things will be just the same. And uh, I'd be okay with that, but I think Vince has more power all of a sudden now. Is that uh, for now at least? I could see that. I think he's the final say. Though he is back to being the final say in WWE. I well, I know he was before this. Well, until he quit for a tiny bit. Yeah, that, but I, that was insane. Or or did he? Or did he? No. Yeah, we 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 don't know. Okay, um, so that's that. That's kind of what's going on in side news here. Now, let's get into the meat of it. Speaking of meat, I am going to make a meatloaf after this. I got all the ingredients ready. Haven't had meatloaf in years, and I need a meatloaf. So, All right, go we'll, for we'll it. We'll see it. Uh, XPW, right? W- yeah. Which, which stands for? Extreme pro wrestling. Right? <laughs> it's like the most obvious. Um, <laughs> you know, speaking of that, uh, we are saying that this was on KDOC TV. You're, you're lucky that you do live in that area because our local channels sucked in Colorado. And I'm sure there's, but in, in, in I mean, in LA, you've got some cult shit that was on those channels, right? 
You had like well, we had some public access stuff back in the day that was pretty entertaining. But what about the the lady who dances and stuff? Like, wasn't that like public? Access? She's like become a legend, hasn't she? She would dance with a corpse. I don't. I, even... I don't know what you're talking okay. about now. So, <laughs> KDOC that was was that not public access? Was that not what was uh, XPW was, it was on? Like UHF, like once you got past the main channels. And you had good enough rabbit ears or whatever, you could get like channel fifty six or something like that. Oh, and it was local, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw uh, one of the announcers for XPW, Chris Class or Chris Chris Class, yeah. And he was on a this Wally talk show uh, from the late nineties. This old dude. oh Wally George, yeah, yeah Wally George. There you go. Wally George was like this conservative um talk show host. it's kind of flamboyant too for um yeah it was and he had a show in the 80s and 90s i remember that coming on because i would watch roller derby either before or after that i don't remember when it came on but he was always either followed by or had roller derby on roller derby was pretty actually, sick actually um Wally George is the father of Rebecca uh, De Mornay, the actress. Okay, uh, with the trivia, um, the actress we don't, no yeah. one knows. And a funny kind of question, uh, kind of trivia about Chris Kloss. Chris Kloss was um, this was before... XPW's announcer, by the way, their main announcer, yes. their Joey yeah, Styles, very good announcer actually. He was good. He was pretty good. Um, he was in. A, uh, a junior college class with me really like a cinema class or something yeah this is like when xpw was starting to get kind of going and i don't i don't i remember seeing this guy come to the class and he was always kind of it seemed like scouting some of the girls or whatever oh boy. To, to be in whatever his films no not to be in his he didn't do any of the film stuff actually okay he was just the announcer he was probably mm. around that stuff doesn't mean he was... I don't think he was really... He wasn't producing he a, it. He's actually... Um, he had a YouTube series going for a while the last couple of years where he interviewed a bunch of people about XPW. Okay. Um, which was pretty interesting. He claims to be um, a voice actor, uh, movie type of guy. I think he's like an auctioneer now. That would make sense. And um, He's actually still um, around wrestling here and there, like... He'll go to some, there's a school called MTPW out in the valley out here that they do some, like, they run shows like every Friday or whatever, and he tends to go to those and stuff like that. So he still has some kind of connection um, to everything. Okay. And I don't know if he was doing any of the new XPW stuff. Um, yeah. He might have done the first show or two, but I hope he's not affiliated with that stuff. <laughs> I don't. I don't think a lot of us know much about the brand new, uh, the brand new XPW, right? Right. Okay. Just, just making sure because I, yeah. I don't, I don't know much about it, and I didn't even write a whole lot about it. So um, we'll see right. where we get to that. Um, so first of all, before we talk about anyone else, we have to talk about Rob Zakari, right? Rob Black, yes. Rob Black, Rob Zakari. So this is an East Coast guy. He was uh, uh, from Rochester, New York. He's got kind of an East Coast flair about him. 
in my opinion. But uh, he, he, he didn't do this in the East Coast. So he is 49 years old today, okay? Like right now. And if you think about that. Oh, he's older than that. He's 49, yeah. And he got his start doing porn. So um, he started in the mid-90s directing porn. And I want you to think about this to the listeners that means that he was directing porn before he was 21 okay so like i already don't like if i have a boss that's that young imagine like you know doing porn and being uh told yeah i don't know it's a weird situation um in 1998 he started the company extreme associates which did some pretty bad stuff so i'm not gonna describe everything in detail but (laughs) Uh, Extreme Associates was known for pushing the limits of pornography because, you know, Justin, those needed to be pushed at the time. Uh, It was, yeah, I mean. There was a scene where there there was a simulation of a disabled person being R-worded. Yeah, there was a lot of kind of, I don't know if fetish is the right word, but just like. Lots of extreme things. Lots of no pun intended. rape content, uh, yeah, basically, is yeah. what I'm going to say there. Um, yeah. Which actually got him in legal trouble. Because believe it or not, there is a limit uh, to that. Um, we'll get into that. And you know his legal trouble too, Justin? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I, we'll get to we'll that get, in a second, we'll, I'm sure. We'll get to that, yeah. yeah. The first ever event... Uh, was at the Reseda Country Club. Now, Justin, I thought, I was thinking, why would they let this man into a country club until I realized the Reseda Country Club is a venue near Sherman Way and Reseda Boulevard. Um, it's it's about a block from uh, where they used to run PWG. Really? <laughs> In Reseda. Yeah, it's about a little bit, yeah, I would say about a block away. Really, really close. Um, yeah, and it's just a little venue. I think it's a church now. <laughs> yeah, a, a couple of the places we uh, talk about t- tonight uh, will be churches nowadays. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and had you gotten to go to it? Had you been? I there? never went to the Reseda Country Club. No, they were probably still. They were. Yeah, I, I didn't make. I <clears throat> when I saw XPW, it was at the Grand Olympic Auditorium, and then then another which place. We'll too. get which we'll get into. Um, Reseda yeah. Country Club, also known for having a lot of uh, big acts that came through there. You know, REM, uh, other groups. So looks like a cool place back in the day. You could go watch some wrestling there. And again, that's uh, Sherman Wayne and Reseda, and that's in Reseda, Justin. Yeah, yeah, Reseda. Now, yeah, that's is that Reseda, yeah. north past the mountains, or is is that it's wh- it's in the um, I want to say like the mid San uh, San Fernando Valley. Okay, it's in San Fernando so, Valley in the valley. Yeah. Yes. Okay. If you know, you know. Um. So yeah. that was ninety nine, their first ever event. So in two thousand. Then we're we're getting straight into the into this. So why don't we just say this? Um, Heatwave. We've talked about it on the show to, before, but we'll talk about it yeah. a little bit more. You were you were there. I was at Heatwave 2000 in the Olympic Auditorium. Um, uh, real quick before we move on to this, talk about the Olympic Auditorium in relation to wrestling. The Olympic Auditorium is probably one of the most infamous buildings in pro wrestling boxing mm-hmm. 
history, to be honest, especially on the West Coast. Oh, yeah. Um, I believe it was built in like the 30s for like the 32 Olympics when they had it in L.A. Mm. And, you know, all the, you know, L.A. territory stuff would go through there with, uh, you know, the Guerreros and... Um, I'm thinking like gorgeous you know, George, Blassie, yeah, from the '50s, yeah. stuff like that, yeah. all the way up to Piper, uh, Dick, and all Dick, that stuff. Dick Bear, the Destroyer. I'm sure he came right. through there. Yeah, probably so some Japanese guys too from Japan coming it, through there. It was the Cow Palace and the Olympic on the West Coast. It was a Cow Palace of um, the uh, of of SoCal because <laughs> I mean, God. right. Well, I was just saying for the West Coast, it was the Cow Palace uh. and. The Olympic. Yeah. Yeah, really famous arena. I didn't realize this until I, I was doing this because um, it's it's a little different now. There, There's, where where's AEW going? The, the Forum, right? The Forum, yeah. The Forum in Englewood, right next to SoFi Stadium, yeah. Are there any venues of that size still that have any kind of respect? Or are they just places like Ukrainian Cultural Center and stuff like that? I mean, this was a once-in-a-kind-of-time venue, right? Well, I mean, the arenas that we have outside of Staples Center, the Forum, they're building a new Clippers arena. Okay. On the other side of SoFi Stadium. Oh. So maybe that's something that AEW will run eventually. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, this, like... I mean, other outside of UCLA and USC play. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, so the, the his, this was a very historical building, um, which makes it sad that it had to be sullied in such a way so you were at heat wave um you saw just incredible beat uh who sandman in a stairway to hell match you even remember this um i remember the was that the jerry lynn and jerry lynn steve carino match yeah and then tajiri won a four-way and uh tajiri won rob van dam had a good match a singles match against was it um so the show, the sh- the show got a thumbs in the middle from the fans, by the way, as far as reviewers afterwards go. Um, but what yeah. happened in this show, uh, that it is the thing, is that Black Rob Black uh, Zakari, we'll call him Rob Black from now on because he needed, yeah. you know, he needed a, a more extreme name, right? Right. Yeah. So in 2000, Black <laughs> purchased multiple front row tickets to ECW Heatwave. All I have written here is nonsense ensued. What happened? Um, I mean, you get various accounts of it. But basically, he had some of his, the bigger talents. And don't get me wrong, XPW had some, actually, some pretty talented guys. Well, a lot of um, ECW guys went to XPW after ECW folded. A lot of ECW guys went there. Um, but there were some kind of homegrown guys that were there. As some well. of them were so pretty big guys. dudes, and I mean physically. Yeah, um, they were. Um, but basically, the intention was, uh, from what I understand, was to get those front row tickets and to wear XPW clo- uh, shirts mm-hmm. in the front row and gain some attention for their product. That's not what um, happened, though. But that's not what happened. <laughs> I think at some point they were told not to wear them. And at some point, some type of, you know, uh, altercation scuffle ensued. All that carried all the way out to the parking lot. So and whatever happens in between there is 
told a hundred different ways by a hundred different people. So I had heard that some of the XPW non wrestlers got their asses beat. Yeah, I mean, probably when you had wrestlers going against non wrestlers, that's what's going to happen. But I remember there just being um, a pretty big kind of to do going on in the crowd down there. I had no idea what it was at the time. Mm, uh, how far away were you from where, it? We were in the the upper level, so you just saw kind yeah, of something was, going down, not sure what it yeah. was, and also you're younger. Yeah, well, I was eighteen. Yeah, still, your 19. brain was not fully developed. <laughs> but um, I remember. I don't think I was aware of what XPW was. Maybe we saw the flyers. That was my next. That was my next question. So yeah, I didn't realize what XPW was until around this time. Maybe that event is what kind of drew the attention. So I guess job well done there because um, it got me interested around that time and, um, you know, ended up uh, taking in some of it. Well, I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> repeat Wikipedia here. Um, six wrestlers from XPW who were given front row tickets by Rob Black donned the shirts of the promotion, just like you said. It's caught the attention yep. of Tommy Dreamer and ECW security and were ejected a brawl in the parking lot between XPW ring crew and ECW locker room followed based on false reporting that Francine had been touched by someone from XPW. This was followed by Justin incredible defending the championship against Tommy Dreamer in a stairway to hell match. Um, yeah, George turned on Dreamer by hugging Francine. Okay. All that stuff. But, uh, right. Yeah. Who knows what happened in the parking lot, but they tried to get some notoriety. They tried to get on the, the bigger guys TV and uh, make some kind of. Well, there, there was also at some point there was a relationship between Rob Black and Paul Heyman. Really? That, yeah, at some point went awry. Mm. Um, and I, I don't remember the details, but um, there was some type of relationship that they had for a while that kind of went awry, which led to this. Wow. I have a strong feeling uh, this was much more on the part of Rob Black as it going awry. I mean, look, from what I know, this Rob Black guy seems like the type of dude that if you don't call him back, then the relationship has gone awry. I mean, look, I don't know. I I don't love this Rob Black guy just because of some of his content. I don't know if the wrestling stuff, you know, Maybe it was good, maybe it was bad, but not being a huge fan of deathmatch wrestling and hearing some of the porn that he made, pretty bothersome, dude. Yeah, and I think a lot of it was just, you know, Heyman was at his peak of being full of shit around this time, too. Mm. So I could see something, and I'm not really going to... When he wasn't paying guys? Too much. I'm not going to... Right. I'm not going to be defending Rob Black too much tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me that much. But I could see where maybe Rob Black um, was misled by him or whatever. And those things happen in wrestling a lot, right? And like you're saying, this was at the time when Paul Heyman was having trouble paying guys. Um, he was getting in trouble. So. Yeah, I forget what the exact kind of thing deal they had going was or whatever. Maybe it was sharing talent or whatever. But um, at some point, it went awry. There was a communication like breakdown. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, by the way, I forgot to mention Larry Rivera. Do you remember Larry Rivera? Larry Rivera was great. Too. So it's, was, it sounds like he was a heel commentator. 
yes. uh, color commentator and would sometimes, I guess, slip into full Spanish. He is a guy that um, I believe he was Cuban-American. Yeah. Did not have an accent um, when you just talk to him on the street or whatever. As a matter of fact, I think he was at the, the GCW show I went to. He was there just taking it in. Oh. Um, but when but when he would do his Larry Rivera character, he was in the full like Hispanic accent and all that. Really? And I, well, and he could and, speak Spanish fluently. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, him and Chris Koss were a pretty good uh, duo, actually. Good. I, that's good to hear because when I first heard about this Chris Kloss guy, I really he sounded a bit of a ripoff of Joey Styles. Um, now he had his catchphrase, which was cursing, right? Like cursing loudly. Or he would say like stuff like uh, shady activity, or like um, <laughs> you. I don't remember him cursing at all. Okay. Okay. But he was a pretty pretty good announcer. I I, I enjoyed the especially him and Larry Rivera going back and forth. You, pretty you enjoyed their chemistry. Yes. Well, go back and uh, go back and watch some of that, guys. Go check out some Larry Rivera and Chris Kloss, who are with us today still. Um, yes. So that happened at Heat Wave. Nonsense ensued. Uh, July twenty two. Um, in July twenty two, two thousand. Mm. XPW, this this a lot of people said this was like one of the peaks of XPW. Um, at the Memorial Sports Arena, they had Sabu yeah. beat Terry Funk. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people that July 22, that's a lot. Uh, again, m- many consider this the peak of XPW. So not lasting super long. We're talking like a year in, two years in, and they're hitting their, their artistic peak. No, I would say their their peak was from probably, you know, late 2000 into 2001 okay um that's when i was going to a bunch of the shows at the olympic and they had guys like shane douglas and sabu yep and and Uh, and we we got all that we're about to get right into that um so that they had that sabu beat terry funk terry funk uh r.i.p also um, and after that, so these guys weren't having weekly shows. They, they were after July 22nd, they didn't have an, another show for four months. And, uh, sad, this is sad for you, but they, tr- in that four months between July and, uh, July, November, is, they tried to get, is that when, huh? When they had the infamous Vic Grimes, new Jack off the scaffold. Well, we're going to get to that too. Um, but yeah. they tried to get Atsushi Onita into xpw and do an exploding death match but they were never able to make that happen so yeah yeah there i think him and sabu they wanted to do it yeah um it just never worked out so in 2001 we have the heel stable the black army right yeah so we have lizzie borden here now this is someone who we haven't talked about either uh lizzie borden which i think I don't know what the the thing is here. I don't know. I've heard a sex joke about Lizzie Borden, and I don't know if that's it or if she's just, like, vicious. But she was a porn star. Lizzie Borden was Rob Lake's wife. Uh, Rob Lake. Rob, Rob, Rob Black's, Black's wife. wife, but also also yes. a porn star. Yes. I, I saw some of... I actually checked out some of her uh, material. Um, 
Okay, you did your research. It's pretty good stuff. Uh, the actually, I, I didn't, guys. So please don't get on me for that. Um, XPW's top star was the Messiah. Um, yeah, and Messiah. He yeah, feuded with Sabu. What, what's with this Messiah? A big guy, small guy. What? What is it? What is he? Just normal size guy. Um, he wore like a black T-shirt and black pants. This he wasn't like a Muslim, Muslim kind of wrestler. No, he was kind of supposed to be like. I remember some of the vignettes they do with him, where he was. It was. It was kind of like a Jesus Christ kind of thing. Ah. But he would just come out in a black t-shirt and black pants because they were trying to hide him being kind of skinny. Oh, I see. Um, But, you know, he had some charisma. He was pretty good, if I remember correctly. Okay, you remember when I said, you're kind of reminding me of brain damage, but I don't think they were the same. But I sent you that match between Moxley and brain damage. Yeah, something like that. But just that. a very generic. He wore like a t-shirt. And yeah, pants I mean, and... if if you Google the Messiah XPW, you, I mean, you'll let's do it. You'll see the Messiah XPW. Let's see because I uh, okay, yeah, okay, good looking guy, right? Good looking guy. Yeah, and if you see him with Rob Black, you know, not an over like overly like, you know. Um, intimidating yeah presence but um definitely with that know. early 2000s goatee and gelled up hair right. style for sure and uh yeah this is not the messiah seth rollins by the way people no that was the monday messiah that was the was... monday night <laughs> messiah yeah okay okay yeah. i got what you're saying i was hoping he would have like a hood and like a cool you know no it was nothing and... like that but okay. they, they did have some kind of weird um, he was just a guy. Yeah, pretty much. And he feuded with Sabu. Looked a little young for the time, too. I don't know. Well, well looked a he little was young. born in 1977, so he's only 45 now. So Yeah, yeah, okay. So at the time, young. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, throughout most of 2001, another heel stable called the Enterprise emerged and would eventually feud with the Black Army the following year. Originally consisting of Steve Rizzono. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah, yeah, Steve Rosano. Yeah, Steve Rosano, motivational speaker yes. T.J. Rush, porn star Veronica Kane, and GQ Money, and the stable became uh, fully formed at the Damage Inc. event when Kid Chaos won the newly created XPW. Uh, you know who? Um, who was GQ Money? Went on to be somebody that worked for um, XPW. Um, no, I'm sorry, NXT. Really. So his name is Ryan. Um, let me see. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out now. too. Ryan Katz. He, Ryan Katz, and he went on to be like kind of a big time, not big time, but he was a producer over NXT. He still so. he still works there. It oh, looks he still. Like. I guess he he. I think he got laid off for a time and then got taken back. Oh, but, um, okay. He was in the so uh, he, he was in the video with Kane and Daniel Bryan with the whole no 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 and when they were doing counseling and stuff. There you go. So he he was uh, he works for WWE. Ryan Katz um, and Steve Rosano was kind of a big guy, and uh, you know he kind of fizzled out after that. Yeah, I think he, you know, he didn't do much after that. 
There was one guy that we'll get to, and I'll tell you that I thought this guy was going to be a huge star. Okay, we'll see. We'll make sure we uh, we get to yeah. him. Um, so we had the Kid Chaos after the surprise. He'll That's turn. who I thought Kid was Chaos. Kid Chaos. Kid Chaos. The rock superstar Chaos. Yeah. I thought, you know what? He might be from your neck of the woods, dude. Um, Joey Munoz, I think. Yeah. He actually runs the Santino Brothers school out here where, like, Bateman went to and I believe Rody King. Okay. Yeah, I see him. Um, I don't know about his... Um, I... Yeah, I... I, in Colorado Springs in 1979. Shit, Okay. He was probably wrestling here when no one watched wrestling here, or moved immediately. Or he just moved to L.A. when he was yeah, six years old. Who knows? Probably but he's the... from Colorado Springs. Wow. Okay, that's kind of crazy. Joey Munoz and still, still. Uh, let's see. Okay, wrestling. Yeah, training. Santino brothers, like you said. Okay. Yeah, and he's a guy. Like, if you look at his, he looked like he had. You know, he he could have made it in WWE. Yeah. And he had a lot of charisma. He was a good promo. And uh, he was fun. He was fun. He was their best wrestler, I think. Well, Adam Pierce says that it's a good school. So yeah, no, it's legit. They put a lot of they they've uh, if you look at their roster um, and people that have been affiliated with it, it's they've done they've created some good ones. Kid Chaos. Okay, cool. Um, for a year from April to uh, twenty, yeah. April 01 to April 02, XPW ran events at Grand Olympic Auditorium. Notable events during this period included Genocide, which was a war game style match, uh, and Freefall, which had a 40-foot scaffold m- match between Vic Grimes and New Jack. So, mm, right. this this was the, the incident? Yes. So, I always thought that the this was a mass transit incident, or... No, huh? Okay, no, I'm mass getting transit, things. I'm getting it. things super confused because I mass transit was with ECW when this guy that was 17 years old got into a match with yeah. Okay, New yes, Jack. yes. What is this incident? And this is where Vic Grimes basically got thrown off about a 40 foot scaffold. Oh my and his, god! He almost died. <laughs> I'm sure you could find the clip. Um. Um, I'm looking now. Was, Vic, Vic building New up Jack to it. There was Vic Grime off scaffold. It's called. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a one-minute video. Let's see here. Yeah, watch. And that. this, That's this probably... was it. Okay, okay. This dude's way too big to get thrown off anything. Okay, hang on. Oh no! Oh, he missed. Oh, he missed. Yeah, that was absolutely horrible, dude. I seen the guy hit a table, and then I saw his body like slingshot in, in, from the ropes. The, the he kind of missed, bro. Yeah. Wow. So okay, so that match well, ended the fact immediately. That he missed. It ended after that, I think. Yeah, but Vic Grimes almost freaking, you know, died. But uh, there was. This dude was way where... too big to be thrown off of anything. Uh, New Jack got pissed at him for some reason and decided he was going to throw him off the cage or whatever. Yeah, but he jumped. <laughs> he jumped. Yeah. He, did, he didn't have to say okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, go watch that, guys, if you want to cringe. Um, and Vic also, Grimes, huge guy. 
That's what I'm saying. Like when I saw, I I I would assume he was a smaller guy, and I didn't realize he's like even bigger than uh, he's even bigger than uh, New Jack. Pretty heavy guy too. Like I can't imagine the physical force that he was came down upon that ring. Four three hundred pounds. My God, yeah, he was man. about six four, three hundred pounds, and, and you can also they had a XBW episode of uh, you know on Dark Side of the Ring that kind of covered that. And how was that? Was it a good episode for for our listeners to go watch? Justin, are you there? I lost you. Is it me? Oh, hang for on. For some reason, I don't hear you anymore. You can't hear me. Maybe because I turned down my sound. There we go. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello? The problem is I have the video up. I gotta turn off. Oh. Can you hear okay. me now? Yeah, I can hear yeah. you. <laughs> no, name. I watched that video. Wow, that was wild. Yeah. yeah, he's way too big for that. So guys, go uh, go check that one out. Vic Grimes being murdered. Just Google that. Yeah, You'll find Vic it. Grimes is a guy that was in ECW too at some point, I believe. And, did he ever uh, wrestle again? You know. Yeah, he did. He wrestled in XPW again, actually. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, as long as he doesn't take anything like that. Uh, many big names debuted in XPW during this 2001 to 2002 time, such as Vampiro, Conan, The Sandman, yep. Psychosis, and the best wrestlers in the world at the time, The Insane Clown Posse. Did you ever see The Insane Clown Posse live? Yeah, I believe I did see them once at one of the shows I went to, yeah. I've, I've met them. I've met them live. Shook their hands. And thus concludes. And, and thus concludes. <laughs> you know, I will say, hey, 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 I'll say this about the ICP, though. They are wrestler-sized people. Like, they're as big as wrestlers. And that was shocking to me. They're both, like, huge. I remember I mean, them being huge. I don't remember them being small, so... I thought that would be my size, bro. Anyway. I mean, one of them was a really big guy. The other one was just, you know, probably six feet tall or something. I don't no, know. I'm sure they were both in their, in their sixes, but I, I could be wrong, and I don't want to look it up. Mm. Um, at XPW's <laughs> third anniversary event, Night of Champions in July 2002, Shane Douglas made the return to XPW as the mystery opponent, Johnny Webb. So him making himself kind of a... Former ECW face of the company at that point. White trash um, Johnny Webb. That I remember him. Is that what he was known as? Yeah, he was he was pretty good. He he had some charisma to him. Let's see if you do a little image search of white trash Johnny Webb. He was pretty good. Not as good I as think, Shane Douglas. Uh, I remember in one um I went to this damaging pay per view. Yeah. And Johnny Webb served as like a uh uh, you know, impersonating Bla- Rob Black because I think the main event was Johnny Webb, yeah, and Rob Black versus Sabu and uh, what's his name, that producer guy. I can't remember his name now. Mm. Lazy. Like I'm that. trying to find Johnny Webb right now, but it's it's I'm finding Jimmy Webb. Er, Damage Inc. Trash, Here I found the DVD. Yeah. Uh, Damage yeah, Inc. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. One match, one winner. XPW will never be the same. Lots of dreads, it looks there. like, at that time, too. Well, Rob Black had dreads at that time. Oh, of course he did. Of course he did. Um, I was at this show. 
Let's see. So matches for the, the event also see the third King of Deathmatch tournament. Matches from which got released on home video as Baptized in Blood 3. Now, Ed, did you rent these videos or did you ever get a chance to see them? I don't remember. I don't think so. DVD Maybe? was coming out around that time, too. Yeah, I don't remember if I watched. We might have, at the video game store I'm working at, watched some tapes, but I don't recall. Okay. I just remember watching the the weekly TV show on the regular and oh. attending probably about four or five events. With your buddies? Yes. Douglas, uh, Shane Douglas, would work as a performer and booker for XPW. And under Douglas' influence, the promotion would move its operations from West Coast to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Basing itself at the former ECW arena. So they moved. At some point, they started doing stuff on the East Coast. I was going to show you something. I don't know if I have it handy. I think I've I'm shown watching. you before. I have I'm a watching. picture. Did you find it? Yeah. Well, I have the picture of it on my phone. Yeah. And what is this exactly? Yeah. What are, what is he, what are you showing me, Justin? It's, it's Johnny Webb laying oh. down in the ring with like a looks like a trash can laid out over him. From and Homeless New Jimmy. Jack, homeless Jimmy, sorry. And New Jack hitting him with a crutch. Wow, that's cool. From those old so. disposables where you have to click it. Crit, crit, crit. Yeah. No one that's will never know. One, it's probably the one legit photo I had on there. Then you have to bring it to the Walgreens. Uh, yeah, or the CVS. Or CVS, Walgreens, Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a couple hours. Yeah. Wow. That's a cool one. Do you have a, other uh, wrestling pictures of that age? That's the only one I got. I don't know why that survives, but that's the only one I have. I'm sure there was others on there, but, but it's, I don't know. It's a cool one, bro. I like it. Yeah. Um, Circa 2001, 2002, something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, moving on, they did kind of do stuff XPW starting at ECW Arena on August 31st, 2002. Kind of the beginning of the end in a way. Um, hostile Takeover. And Shane Douglas did become the focal point of the promotion. This is one of those, like, the bookers kind of starting to become the champion type of thing, I feel like. No, Rob Black was still heavily involved in booking it. Okay, okay. Um, controversy arose when XPW signed an exclusive lease with the ECW Arena, preventing other independent promotions from holding events there. Did you know that that had happened? I know there was something to do with that, yeah. Because I remember there was a time where... You know, we were going to these shows, and it felt like they were just going to go to the East Coast and stay there. But that could have just been Rob Black being a dick and being let heal. Well, uh, as X XPW continued on the East Coast, the risque storylines were phased out almost immediately. And a majority of the West Coast staff were not part of the East Coast all-new XPW. The relocation of the East Coast... Also resulted in a lot more former ECW stars passing through, whether it be regular, regularly or one-night appearance. So this was a huge change in the sense that, like, look, a lot of their guys from the West Coast, they're saying, fuck you. And email, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what happened, yeah. Email was a thing back in 2003. In fact, texting uh, was starting around that time. So, I mean, it's not like you couldn't communicate, but... Uh, I don't know what happened there. That that would take an interview, maybe, to understand if there was bad blood or if it was just a location thing. 
Yeah, I don't know the details of that. I mean, I'm sure with a little more research, we could have figured that out for sure. And were you still watching at this time, 2002? I don't remember your full your full story on your... I know when you started, <laughs> but forget when you so, stopped. I remember I had a girlfriend at the time who I dragged to one of these shows. Okay. God, that was terrible. It was a bad idea. Um, Nowadays, it's a better idea, but, but XPW, not the best place to bring women. <laughs> um, That's all I'm going to say. I, I, I think by like 2001, 2002, two, by, the, by the time 2001 kind of came around, that's when I started working at the newspaper at the end of that year, and I kind of just phased out by just working nights and working saturday nights so i wouldn't have been able to go to these shows yeah so i think that's just what happened and i was just watching like raw and smackdown again you know just for the next going back years. back to the old basics yeah yeah and at the WCW time they were buying business, wcw you know? soon or right, around right. then and i remember that someone time telling my me my life is is such a blur um yeah, kind of for me too. That time it was like late middle school, early high school for me. I mean, right. And, and you were what, right, fresh out of high school, right? In I your... was, you know, twenty, twenty one, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. That age, yeah. Th those can yeah. go by pretty quick, bro. Um, especially since a lot of people are having a lot of fun at that time in their life too. Um, so XPW, yeah, they they uh, they did a few events in two thousand three. Uh, they had held an event on March 8, 2003, uh, which had 1,500 people in attendance, uh, mainly because where, where it was, was shamed in Pittsburgh. Oh, in Pittsburgh. Mainly, be, which is quite a ways away from Philadelphia, actually, uh, because it's Shane Douglas's hometown. And that was XPW's very last event at that time. There was an event scheduled for April 20, 2003, but it was canceled. Tickets for the 2003 event were reported to be selling very badly and xpw said that they were canceling the event due to a storm mm. so when they did go to the east coast a little they lost a lot of what they had before but only made worse by uh this nail in the coffin which was that in april Rob Black and Lizzie Borden were indicted on obscenity charges due to pornographic material produced by XPW's parent company. So XPW wasn't even in its own company, dude. It was run by the porn company. Extreme Associates, if I remember correctly. Extreme Associates, yes. But it was still Rob Black's company, though. But um, Yes, but now, XPW was not a separate entity, it looks like. Well, it was a subsidiary. It was a subsidiary, know, like, yeah. Yeah, so XPW was... A subsidiary of the actual video and movie company that sucks um but, for what would happen well, now did you see the details of what the the obscenity charges were uh, i know that there was a sting and that federal agents in pittsburgh had uh purchased uh, materials which depicted scenes of r word urination and murder right but i don't really think that was the issue it was the fact that they were distributing them through U.S. mail, which is a federal offense. Oh, okay. So they, okay. they were shipping their products through the U.S. mail, which is illegal. Look, I mean, 
if we can get it, you know, I, I don't want to have a whole political thing here. It's, right. it's like, it is a First Amendment question, right? We're not going to get not into No, I mean, no, no, it wasn't. It was the fact that they were sending obscenity through the U.S. government. Well, uh, yeah, but at the same if time, it's it like, what is... UPS, what is the well, I know, but limits of what you're allowed to send and with consent? Right, right. But I, I think in general, if you ordered pornography from i don't know where you would even order stuff i mean like we that. we know there were porn stores all over right back in the day you had right, to go to your little but, shop before like back in the 90s you had to go this is pre-internet stuff you had to go to your little store so maybe yeah maybe it is you could not send that stuff over mail that's very possible that 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 was you the could, case but you'd have to use ups or fedex but not through federal the mail US postal verse right yeah. exactly so, so he basically you know was very brazen about it and he got caught and uh, him and lizzie i think both served jail time so the trial really fucked up the whole financial operation because well as we know trials are very expensive especially a trial on the scale such as this i mean so the the two could not they couldn't they couldn't subsidize XPW at that point, right? They couldn't give money anymore to this company, uh, and the promotion went out of business. Um, Extreme Entertainment Group, which would split into two companies later, um, well, uh, sorry, there's a lot here. The company of which former XPW employee Kevin Kleinrock would later become EVP of XEG purchased the rights to the XPW name under license in 2004. So they probably got that for a a cheap amount and as you said uh both rob black and lizzie borden did do a year in prison yeah and um kevin kleinrock's a guy who was kind of uh, you know rob black's right hand man but not in a sense where he was he just was like his gopher and like he would come up with a lot of the booking and concepts and was more of the wrestling mind in terms of like he wasn't just a yes guy he actually was like a creative yeah, he type. Was a, exactly and um to this day i think he's still doing stuff with in wrestling um i want to say he does a lot of the lucha republic stuff and maybe has done stuff okay. to release figures and stuff so he's you know there's some people that still based in socal i believe so i'm not 100 percent sure but i believe so possibly yeah um and and also to kind of uh you know the origins of uh, xpw are also tied to a um, a school that was in the valley called Slammers. Okay. And um, it's a wrestling school. Yeah, and uh, there was a trainer there. I can't remember who it was, but uh, there was another kind of um, you know key figure in XPW was Dynamite D. Okay. Who he passed away like midway through the company, so he was another guy that was kind of notable mm. as well. Okay. Um, and just to kind of take you through these events, they used to have all these events on YouTube, but they're not like when I went to Rapture and Dynamo, uh, Damaging, they were all on YouTube until about a few years ago, uh, recently, fairly recently. And you can see my dumb ass in the front row with my damn Reno mm -hmm. jersey on. Um, mm. You know, you'd have Rob Black come out and just use all types of slurs. <laughs> Racial of course, slurs describing, of course. you know, Mexicans and stuff, Mexican people and Hispanic people. When it, it was, was done as heel, he, when it was funny or, you know, back then. No, but it was, he was a heel. 
Okay. But, um, you know, and, you know, the matches, there was, you know, <clears throat> scantily clad women. And I remember even going to oh, the, yeah. uh, for a death match tournament, um, was Supreme's another guy to mention too. He was a deathmatch king guy and he was actually Joey Chaos's Kid Chaos's uh uncle. Okay. And cool. he passed away a few years ago too. So there was like kind of that whole element there. Um and also if you guys want more information, I invite you to check it out too. Um, Chris Kloss did do a series on YouTube where he interviewed probably about seven or eight people. Um, Chaos. I even think he got Rob Black for an episode, too, if you want to see cool. him. I, I saw and, one of his old interviews that was, you know, with that George guy, uh, Wally George. So that was that was what was I Chris saw. Chris Kloss? Yeah. Well, that was when he was a guest. But yeah, that's what like, I mean. That's what I mean. It was a really last, old episode. In the, in the past two to three years, he had the Messiah on. So this is another. So at one point in real life, Messiah was having an affair with Lizzie Borden. Oh, great. And Rob Black found out. That, uh, this is insane. This was on the. And allegedly, one day, the Messiah gets home. And there's these dudes there. And they chop off his thumb. What the fuck? And this was like a real life thing. Holy and shit. No, this was legit. And the rumor is is that Rob Black sent those guys over because he was pissed about him cheating with Lizzie Borden. So this is where we're getting into some of the kind of... <laughs> it was more than just some porn dude. That yeah. Was, you know, and... You know, this is all alleged stuff. I don't know, but that's always yeah, been kind of this is I, I, part of the notori- notoriety of XPW is this stuff happening. You, so. you guys want to learn more about this? Go look it up. I see so many videos called The Wrestler Whose Thumb Was Chopped Off. And you see a yeah, lot of videos with his hand up with his thumb missing. And it's a very clean cut to a uh, very shady Yakuza style cut. Um, and he goes into detail on it on that. Um, interview with Chris Kloss and probably in the um, in the dark side of the ring and the amazing thing about it is the guy just kind of you know he's married has kids now the messiah or his that's not his real name no but he he could wrestle at one time but do you know what wrestling he could never be good at thumb anyways (laughs) keep going all right anyways um, and he's got a wife two kids and he's just kind of like you know, I've moved on. I'm no animosity towards anybody. Like, pretty admirable that he's just kind of put it behind him and everything. But, you know, um, that was a big deal back then because the whole rumor was, oh, my God, Rob Black had, you know, sent some dudes over That's to pretty house. shady, man. So th- that's what made this shady. And if you go back and watch, I know the TV show episodes are probably up there on YouTube too somewhere. Um I mean, they were like a Howard Stern show turned up to 10. So, yeah, <laughs> um, definitely they don't age well. Um, as a lot of Howard Stern does not age well. As a lot of Howard Stern does not, of course. <laughs> there were stuff that maybe we didn't, we're all different people from back then. I don't think Rob Black is too much of a different person from back then, mm-hmm. um, from what I've seen. Because um, if you from what I understand about the newest product is 
they have a basically Make America MAGA group with Jasmine St. Clair and the Necro Butcher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Um. Well, um, we did have, look, X- XPW did have a couple comebacks later in the years. Um, right. There, there was... They had a reunion show in 08, but I don't know if Rob Black was involved in that one. Um, I don't know if Rob Black was involved in that, actually. Um, I'm not seeing it here. In 08, they were at Aviation Park in Redondo Beach. Um, including on that show is He Who Must Not Be Named, um, Disco Machine, some people, you know, New Jack was in there, Jack Evans, Scorpio Sky was on that. Uh, and I think that was more, and Excalibur maybe was involved at some point, too. Um, that was more of a Kevin Kleinrock thing, I think. It's looking um, at it, it kind of looks like that. Um, it was funny because yeah. when I worked at the newspaper at the time, and someone that was I were I went to junior college with, there was a photographer. His name is Shane Kidder, great guy, mm-hmm. and he was a big time wrestling photographer in SoCal. Um, in around that time, up until the mid, you know, the the tens, mm-hmm. uh, taking a lot of pictures of. He has some pictures from the old New Japan Dojo, Enoki Dojo. Wow. Um, on his, you know, albums and stuff. And he was always taking all the NWA stuff. And he has a really good relationship with, uh, I don't know if we talked about Dave Marquez at all. Yeah, yeah, Dave Marquez. Oh, well, I, I don't yeah. know. I know him from that NWA stint that he did. But I know yeah, uh, yeah. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Right, but he's good friends with Dave Marquez and was always involved with whatever they're doing out here in the Zeros. And Dave Marquez was involved in the uh, New Japan Dojo, I think, at the time, too, in the Zeros. Now, who is who is the hardcore uh, homo angel? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that was Angel. <laughs> they they? have unique characters. Um, I don't know if that's what he identify or whatever but he also i've heard he was actually chris Kloss had him on too uh, have you heard of lucha vavoom no i've never heard of that okay so lucha vavoom is something that runs downtown la it's like a burlesque show slash wrestling and okay um, i think he does something some kind of gimmick for them now but he's not that character anymore he plays like I can't remember. I think his name is Dirty Sanchez or something. Of course it is. <laughs> and uh, he's got he's got like a mask with a mustache and everything. He's completely different. Yeah. Than that character, but Lucha Vavum, uh, they who the, you know, there's been a lot of Colt Cabana goes through there as Matt Classic sometimes. Okay. Um, uh, Peter Avalon and Ray Rosas go through there sometimes and do some kind of characters. Sweet. So it's and like then everyone br- plays it, their character. Sort of, but it's more of like it's a burlesque show slash, um, you know, kind of wrestling show. But it's more for like kind of high, you know, everybody goes to that. It's not like just for wrestling. Yeah, it's just a fun thing to go to. So that's what I think Angel does now. But yes, he was a character and he he was a wrestler. (laughs) A very flamboyant, as you could imagine. Sounds a little bit like an Exotico from Mexico. Uh, not it was not that very much so yeah. very much so yeah not that not that weird uh all things considered um talking about the now the one thing you said that was a stain is the revival 
Um, and they did a few, they did do a couple extra, they did one in 2009, they did a, uh, they did, uh, Perros del Mal versus XPW in 2011, but the revival came recently. Now, I gotta tell you, this is the funny thing. So, I heard that Rob Black owned a burger spot, right? Okay. I think I've heard that, yeah, in Rochester, yeah. It's called American Burger. Um, and so I googled it. And I found the Facebook page, and the Facebook page is nothing but XPW advertisements now. <laughs> like, all these wrestlers I've never heard of. You know what I mean? It's like, come check out XP. So, I don't know what's going on with him, but it's not a good look. Not a good business look at all. When your burger shop is running your wrestling ads, you know? Unless the burger shop's gone out of business, I don't know. It's very, very possible. Um, during the summer of 2021, Rob Black announced on Instagram and Twitter his plans to relaunch XPW. The first ever revived XPW Rebirth streamed on Fight TV from the Main Street Armory in Rochester. And he's back home, I guess. And eight wrestlers competed in a uh, single elimination tournament. And it was run won by Brian Cage. Um, they did an event called California at Pomona. Uh, in April 2022, so, you know, they had Taya Valkyrie there, uh, is that the only good name? It's about it. So we'll I want to say that TJP did one, I want to say that, Maybe. uh, Marty Skrull was brought in at some point. Very possible. Yeah. <sighs> I'm getting a little tired here, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. It says the series was revived, okay, that's Fight TV, so with Fight TV... Now they're saying they got off of Fight TV and they're on the XPW streaming service. So, very. That's where all those things disappeared too that were on. I think so, yeah. XPW streaming service. So, I guess we end this one with a bit of a hey, let's see what happens, but also at the same time, nothing crazy is probably going to happen. And what we talked about is probably the most important parts of XPW, right? Yeah. Most likely. You know, I think we did a, a good job of kind of explaining what it was. If you want more details, there's a lot more research you can do. And Chris Kloss's stuff um, on YouTube, I believe it's called the Wrestling Chatter Channel or something. I don't okay. know if he still has those videos up. But um, definitely check those out if you're interested more in what this... Let me see if I can find some of these. I'm at Wrestling reference. Chatter right here. Uh, that's from Rohit. It's an Indian gentleman that runs wrestling chatter, wrestle chatter. Is it? Yeah. So. Um, yeah. It's something else. You know what? I think it's something different. It's something different then. Let me see what I, I know. Unless they, I know I subscribed to it at some point. Well, I was going to. called? I was going to say, you can let me know and we will post it uh, in the, uh, in the show notes. Wow, maybe it's gone. Let me take it very off. well might be. Wow. Because they like during the pandemic, I was you know they you were watching it a month. lot. Yeah, it was one of the things that the wrestling chatter. There you go. You found it. Yes, yeah, the wrestling chatter. It's called. Oh yeah, the... here you go. XPW memories with Chris. Klopp. Okay, They're the all... wrestling chatter. The wrestling Even... chatter. He even goes to the Reseda Country Club in its current and just kind of tours it and talks about there it. There we go. We got Barry Horowitz, Chakru Joe, uh, Nick, uh, Eugene Dinsmore. 
There you um, go. He's Nick Dinsborn. He's had there's some he like I'm sorry, see Willie Mack. He talked. There you to go. Him. Love Willie Mack. Um, I got to see him. Uh, he's got the Necro Butcher from one year ago. He interviewed the Necro Butcher, Matt Cross. Um. He has uh, looks on. like a ripoff of Stone Cold. Okay. I'll watch Rob it. Black. He I like. Hey, I like Willie Mac too. I saw him go against uh, Takeshita in L.A. Pitbull Great match. One. Yeah. Great match. I'm feeling. Jasmine Saint Clair. All right, bro. I'm... He had a lot of the guys from the early video. Pogo the clown. There's another yeah. one too. I'm feeling a little tired, bro. So I think we're gonna get out of here. Um, this sounds awesome, though. Check out that. Also. Check out Maven Huffman's YouTube as well, because that is a real great. Have you seen any anything from him yet? I think I heard some type of thing about it. What? what it's just a good. He, what's he, the deal these well, days? he was only in WWE for like five or six years, but his videos are great. Well, he, I know Maven. Maven, yeah, yeah. His videos are great. He's got how wrestlers get paid. Goes into detail with stacks of money, like how we got paid. Uh, how I got and used steroids in the WWE, you know, all that right, stuff. Okay. Uh, why I got fired because he didn't go and practice in the ring every time the ring was d done setting up. He didn't go practice and he got fired for that. So, okay. some very interesting stuff there. So, go check out, uh, again, the wrestling chatter. Check out your history on Raw Black and XPW. But uh, check out Maven Huffman. But most importantly, check out Wrestling And. We have a whole back catalog of talking about all different topics. We've talked about wrestling and drug abuse. We've talked about wrestling and sex. And today we talked about wrestling XPW. And we did a Wrestling And ECW episode. So if you want to know uh, the, the counterpoint to XPW, that East Coast ECW, go check that out too. So anything else, Justin? No, that's it. This is kind of your little starter kit if you're interested in XPW. We left you with a lot to do. I'm I'm very interested now. I'm going to go check out some stuff, see uh, what crazy matches I can find. So thank you, Justin, and thank you guys for listening, and we will see you later. Good night. <laughs>